Hi, I'm Gareth and over the next few weeks I'm going to be looking at how we can live the fulfilled life that God has planned for us. Now we all know that a certain book has caused quite a stir recently, a spare, the memoir by Prince Harry, Duke of Sussex, where he gives his personal memories and thoughts about his life as the second son of the now King Charles III. You will probably have your own opinion, your own views on whether he should have written it, but it does give us his thoughts, his feelings of what it was and is like being in this position. As the title of the book suggests, Harry feels as if he is the spare, the spare one, who would only have a role, a status, a purpose, if anything happened to the first royal son. In olden times, when child death was commonplace because of disease, it was common for families to have multiple children as a guarantee, an insurance policy, if you like, that the lineage would continue. Otherwise, the family line would be broken. There would be contenders for the crown. These multiples in royal families were commonly known as the heir and the spare. So Harry feels like he is the spare. He's not the heir, he's the spare. Like a spare tyre, if you like. Hidden away, not really needed. Possibly even a bit of an embarrassment to the main players involved. And now probably increasingly so. As I've listened and watched the interviews, what has come into my mind is that there are many, many of us men, and indeed women, who feel as if they are the spare. And I wonder if you somehow feel like the spare. These days it sometimes seems like the world would be a better place without us men. After all, most of the worst crimes are committed by men. Our prisons are full of men, not women, men. Wars across the world are started by men. You know, as they're growing up, girls outperform boys in school. When they come to the world of work, women can do just as good a job, if not better, than the men around them. When it comes to having a family these days, a man is not always needed to produce a baby. And when the child is growing up, there doesn't seem to be any need sometimes for a man to be around. So I think increasingly we, we men are asking ourselves the question, what role do I play? Am I really needed? Am I the spare? You know, some men will have grown up in a home where the other child, the, the sibling, is treated differently from you, is, is regarded more positively than you. And you're told, why can't you be more like your brother? Your brother did much better in his exams than you were doing. Come on, try harder. Or maybe they've been told, I never wanted you in the first place. I wanted a girl or I wanted a boy and I had you. Or maybe in school they don't achieve what others in their year group achieve. And they may have been told by a teacher, you'll never amount to much. You're a waster. You're a waste of space. Maybe they do go on to get a job, but they're not valued in that job. Maybe they find a girl and start a family together. But as the children grow older, they think of you as a bit of a loser. And maybe they don't want to listen to you. And then the wife too gets fed up and that with a lack of drive of their partner. And she too decides to leave. 
You know, maybe some of these things resonate with you. Maybe none of them do. Maybe you've got everything together. You've always been successful. Maybe you did well in school. You have a good, well-paid job. A beautiful, glamorous wife, perhaps. A high-flying family of children. A lovely house. A nice car. Mercedes on the drive. But you still feel, well, spare. Expendable. With no real, meaningful purpose in life. You have everything you thought would satisfy you. And make you truly happy. And yet you still feel spare. Still feel empty. I was listening to a podcast this week where Chris Vallotton was interviewing a man called Donald Miller, who is a New York Times best-selling author, a speaker and a business owner. And they were talking about the contrasting views of the psychiatrists Sigmund Freud and Viktor Frankl. Freud was of the opinion that man exists to pursue pleasure. That was their dominant desire. That would bring them purpose in life. Pleasure. But Frankl came to the belief that man's desire is actually to find meaning in life. And if they can't find meaning, then they will try to fill it with other things by pursuing pleasure. Or really, you might say, satisfaction in life is about finding meaning. What evidence did Frankl have to come up with that theory? Well, Frankl was a Jew living in Vienna. And because of this, he was sent to the concentration camps where he lost his mother, his father, his wife and their unborn child. Three months after getting out of the horrors of Auschwitz, he came out alive he went on a speaking tour where he defended the idea that life is both meaningful and beautiful. Imagine that. All the horrors he had seen in the concentration camps, all that he has lost, he still believed that life and satisfaction in life was only brought about through finding meaning and purpose in life. Frankl had had a job in a hospital in Vienna and there was a problem with male suicides. There was an epidemic of them. Men were committing suicide. He thought about what the answer could be and he came up with a prescription that included three things. And here they are. Number one, the men needed a project to work on. They needed a vision. They needed a purpose. Number two, they needed a community around them to share that vision, that purpose. And then thirdly, they needed to have a redemptive perception on their sufferings. To realise that those things they were going through, the sufferings, the difficulties in their lives, they could have a positive effect. On their lives. They could change they would be there to change them for the better if they looked upon them in that way. And you know what happened? There were no more suicides in that hospital while Frankel was there. Mark Twain, an American writer, he said these thing these words. He said the two most important days in your life are the day that you were born 
and the day you find out why. The day you find out why you were born. You know, you and I need to know the why. The why we were born. And in these next few weeks, I want to show you that God says you are not a spare. God says that you matter. That your life counts. Your life counts for now and can count for eternity as well. But guys, this is not a given. It's not going to be easy to live this kind of life. When all around, everyone else is telling you the way to true and lasting happiness in life is just about finding as much pleasure as you can. Eat, drink, for tomorrow you die. And just enjoy yourself. Do whatever you like as long as it makes you happy. Take care of number one. Never mind about everybody, anybody else. This life is all there is. So make sure you make it as comfortable for yourself as you possibly can. No. Living the fulfilled life is not going to be easy. Jesus called it the narrow way. You and I are going to need help. We're going to need God's help, the one who created us, the one who loves us, the one who knows all about us and who has a purpose and a plan for our lives. We're also going to need the help of a community, what I call a band of brothers around us to encourage us, to support us. Men, please join me over the next few sessions as we go on this journey together. You are not the spare. And guys, in the meantime, if you'd like to know more about living this way, you can contact me here at gareth.pope at cvm.org.uk. Thank you for listening.